Ladies and gentlemen, hi, this is Tav and Alan, host of Comedy Above the Pub. That's Cat P. Do you, me? The pub is fate. Guests are real, virtual, but real. First of all, I am joined by uh, Darcy Finder, my producer. How are you, sir? <laughs> Seemed like you were like reaching for my name. Like, what? The... I, what? Uh, who's that guy? Talk to, is it Bobby? No, that's your, no, that's your dead cat. Uh, I'm good. No, it's Darcy Finder. Uh, and with us. Two time, two time get. Well, it's your fault. Look at you, just dragging me down. You drag me down with your negative energy. And by the way, there is no negative energy in this episode. None. Um, no, it's very good. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. I'm happy that our our guest joins us all the way from Vancouver. Second time guest. Uh, very funny. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say comedian. I'm gonna say songwriter. I'm gonna say musician. I'm gonna say, um. Uh, producer. I'm going to say writer. I'm going to say author. You, you, you run the gamut, Harris, is what I'm saying. Harris Anderson joins us. How are you, sir? I'm pretty I'm pretty good. Thanks yeah. for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure as always. We're here talking about your EP uh, that is already out there on, on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, songs that are none of your business. What is so, it? Not is quite. It? So, songs is no one asked for. Songs no one asked for. Yeah, okay. A little more positive of a title a little more than positive. that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I always get those wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. It's okay. Yes. Uh, songs no one asked for. You can find out. It's a, a lovely musical EP uh, of uh, of hilarious songs that you can find on Spotify and iTunes. What do we talk about? We talk about the creation of this album, what it's like uh, to, to actually kind of cobble this together. Uh, we spend a surprising amount of time talking about Stephen King, uh, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about uh, the writing process and not just comedy writing. Right. Um, we talk about uh, uh, the protest briefly and uh, shopping hungry. Is there? We answer that question. Um, Harris, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful convo. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, when you when the folks listen to this pretty much immediately, you'll know why. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Harris. Here's Darcy. Here's me. And here's the music that starts the whole damn thing. How are you? Welcome back. I'm good. I'm good. Nice to see you again. It's, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, the last time that you were here. I do. Absolutely. Uh, well, here is no longer there. Oh. Uh, cause I'm now in, in Ottawa. Darcy's in Toronto. Oh. Um, I don't know that you would have met Darcy last time. I didn't time. meet Darcy. No, no we, we recorded at your, your place last time and Darcy wasn't there. That's right. Now, were you one of the people that, when you showed up, wondered where the pub was? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, that, it was at, at your um, your house, I remember. And uh, yes. you, there wasn't a reason why we weren't doing it at the pub. But, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, Well, there, there was no pub. That was the thing. Oh, okay. That was the, <laughs> I mean, there was, was a, a pub. pub at one point. At one point, yes. there was but, a pub. Yeah. Ages ah. ago, ages ago, there was a pub. There was a pub and it was lovely and we would record there and everything was great. And, uh, and then we, um, the, the, the owner of the pub loving the show as he did said, Hey, we can make more money from bootleg poker than we can Todd's comedy show. <laughs> so yerk. And so we just started recording in my house, uh, wherever that happened to be. There you so go. 
And then, and and then we uh, here. I'm just going to adjust that. There we go. Just put that over there. Okay. While there you're getting things set up, let me just. Okay, I'll only remind you six more times. Yes. Are you recording? Yes. Okay. I am recording. I thought I was recording last time. I was not. Or something happened because it was recording. I remember it being uh, seeing the recording thing, and then I looked up three quarters of the way through. And it wasn't Harris. Uh, uh, just to to fill you in, the Patreon people will know this already. Um, there was a limited video of last week's episode with uh, Simon King, and you probably know Simon as well. I do. I was just right. at a, a party for his release, mm-hmm. his special release yesterday. Oh, nice. Okay, or, uh, two days ago. Yeah. So he, um, so he and I both agreed it was probably for the best that <laughs> uh, that video was not captured. Um, no, it was it was it was a total shame. And as soon as it happened, I went Christ. So we have the beginning, we have the end, and then there's nothing. So oh. here we're recording. We're recording. Everyone can see your lovely face. Alrighty. Yes. How have you been since we last met? Anything happen of of uh, of event? Anything worldwide we should know about? Any? Uh, Not really. Uh, I... No. <laughs> Doesn't really affect me at all. No, nothing. Oh, really? We had to reschedule this because you were feeling a little sad and depressed after and, and a little icky after you got your booster. Yes. No, I had yeah. my booster and it absolutely destroyed me. Uh, oh. It was, I was, I, apologies for that. Don't uh, worry about it, honestly. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but uh, no, I, it's, um, I had warnings from people. You might feel a little uh-huh. icky the next day. Ah, I can handle it with a big boy. And then I was just right. absolutely bedridden. and it was horrible. Did you okay? So which one did you get? Did you get Pfizer or Moderna? Pfizer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which so, I had for the pre, I'd had for the previous two doses, and I'd been fine. Okay. So I thought, oh well, probably the same type, right? It's probably gonna yeah. be fine. But uh, no, it absolutely destroyed me. Darcy, when you got your booster, did you have any side effects or anything? It. Uh, let's see. The pain in my arm was the worst of the three. Okay. Um, the second, I think, was the most tired I felt after. Okay. Third one was a little bit, but uh, not as bad as the second one. I, I literally, in, in all three, I can't, I can't say in the first one that I felt any pain because my arm was already wrecked from nerve damage. Oh. So I can't, I couldn't tell. There's like, here's the shot. I'm like, I've no fucking clue whether this is hurting because of that or the other thing. Right. <laughs> um, and then when I got the, the second shot, I, I went Pfizer, Moderna, Pfizer, I think is, is the way it went. Moderna, as soon as I got that one, nothing. Sore arm for a couple days. That's it. The third Pfizer, nothing. No, and I mean nothing. I don't know how I lucked out on this fucking, you know, immunology lottery, mm-hmm. but nothing happened. You got and placebo. I know people like you. I know people that, that just get leveled by it and mm-hmm. just, I totally get it. And, and by the way, it takes a lot for someone to, for us not to, not to honor someone, you know, canceling it last minute because people have always like, like, Hey, I got to go to the trucker convoy rally. That's totally fine. <laughs> we'll book you again. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I was there as well, but that's. Really- oh, good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you see, that would make me feel icky and gross. <laughs> that would be worse than any booster shot I could ever get. <laughs> yeah. Did you, okay, you, oh, you, mercy. you, got, you, you got those morons, didn't you? We did. Yeah. I mean, I don't, um, I don't have a car, so it doesn't really affect me as much. Right. <laughs> I, I live a pretty, um, no pun intended, pedestrian lifestyle. So, ah, beautiful. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> um, so it didn't really affect me. I, you know, um, a couple of times, you know, I, you would hear 
uh, a, a semi-horn blaring and they're followed by mm-hmm. sirens usually. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what's going on out there? Yeah. But um, not as bad as some poor people uh, had it. Yeah. I know, I know people who are working and they had to put up with truck horns all day mm-hmm. long. Right. Yeah, which is not ideal. My, Unless you're uh, really excited by trucks. <laughs> oh, well, that's our premier over here. That's he <laughs> yeah. just, he can't fucking stay out of those things. He is just always, you know, where's the horn do I pull? Where is that? Um, he wouldn't, he wouldn't actually, uh, at, the, at the time of recording, there was supposed to be a meeting with like three levels of Ottawa government, like the municipal, the mm-hmm. federal, and then the provincial. He was supposed to show up on the provincial tip to come in and go, okay, how do we fucking solve this thing? And he wouldn't come. So I said, I suggest you lay out a plate of donuts for Doug and uh, put him inside of a truck parked outside. And then as soon as he goes in, it's kind of like those, those box with the stick and the rope on it. So you can catch a rabbit as soon as he's in boom. And then you drive that truck is just a shell and it's actually just like a little pod to bring him into the meeting. That's what I think. There you go. Yeah. It's almost like electing someone just for their personality. Oh, that isn't always, always a good well. idea. Yeah, it's yeah. it's who's who's your guy out in BC? I forgive me. I, I John I, John Horgan is our premier, and is he yeah. okay? He, uh, I would not describe him as such. No, he's disappointed. Okay. Right. I was a, a life. I, I'd voted NDP in every provincial mm-hmm. election I could up until that guy, and right. uh, he's kind of managed to uh piss off everybody i mean he pissed off a lot of environmentalists because he uh and like there's a big issue in bc with old growth logging and yes. uh you know he um basically has reneged on most of the promises he made on that so he managed to mm-hmm. tee off a lot of environmentalists and then there's also he's i don't know he's I have my own personal feelings on him. Some people might think he's great. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't really say. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of him personally, right. though. Well, we are. <laughs> oh, no. Says oh, the no. guy who had to ask who was leading your province. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't, don't like the sound of him. Don't don't let the red hat fool you. <laughs> Here, I'll give you a shot. Was, I'll show you what this is. You see, this is. Yep. Vince Gasparro's quality meats. Yes, there that is that exactly my... what I expect. I would expect to be on a hat like that. That was that was That's my classic. butcher in Toronto. Yes, I, I make sure that I only go to right wing idiot butchers. And uh... <laughs> was that the place up on Bloor next to your? It was the Shaw. Yeah. Yes. Right. It was uh, you know the place that said make rump roast great again. You know that place. It was absolutely great. Um, <laughs> MRRMA didn't sound right. You know so. <laughs> Um, nice. And neither was that. There was supposed to be a G in there, of course. That's right. Um, no, they were they were great guys. Um, uh, and never go to your butchers after you've had three pints somewhere. That's a that's a tip because then you come home with a hat and you have to explain that to the wife. Fair enough. Yeah. That's Where'd you get that man. butcher's hat? <laughs> Where do you think, sweetheart? Why 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 is your breath smell like Carlsberg? What? Yeah. Nothing. I don't know. Here, enjoy the $85 worth of meat I bought. You were supposed to get eggs. Yes. Well, now we have provisions and yeah. Have you have you ever um I I I don't know what's worse, I think uh shopping under the influence or shopping hungry. Um, like if you I've go to never the shopped store. under the influence. I've shopped okay. hungry all the time, and it definitely yes. does affect the uh, the things that you buy. I mean, yes. I'm a I have a real problem with junk food. I mm-hmm. uh, I have a real addiction to it. And like, do Cheetos, I like you, Harris? <laughs> like Cheetos, I 
you know, the smallest bag of Cheetos is the correct amount because you feel like physically ill after Mm -hmm. a few handfuls. But I always buy the largest bag I can. And then it just Mm -hmm. ends up in a corner of my room. (laughs) (laughs) Just cast it in disgust. Right. Oh, yeah, I've done that. That that always happens to me, and I'll be like, my wife will unpack the groceries and go pop tarts. I'm like, I was fucking starving. Don't don't even begin to. Yeah, Darcy, what's what's the worst impulse uh, thing you've ever bought? And we'll go to Harris with the same question. (laughs) The worst ever. Worst impulse. Worst impulse thing where you just go, fuck. Why have I got this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, you put me on the spot. The worst. Um, I would say for, um, uh, for us, it's always like kind of like weird kind of high end, um, things that we wouldn't normally get. Um, so you're talking about always food, right? So, yeah. Always food. Yeah. No, I'm not talking like, you know, you're, you go to the car lot hungry and you come home with a fucking F-150 like that. No. What I'm saying is, I'm looking at this go, crazy white case I got for my saxophone, that, so I can play it in my apartment. Okay. That was All a little right. bit on the spur of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, food wise, I don't know because I I constantly have junk food, so it's I make that that decision, that bad decision on the reg. So right, uh, you know, trying to think of what uh, <laughs> what would be extra extra bad, you know? Right, Harris. How about you? Uh, for me. It- not so much food, but like stuff like uh, I don't know, Blu-rays and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I need this special edition of The Fly, and yes. uh, then I Ooh, Navy wait. Seals. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, well, the complete series of Jag on yeah Blu-ray. I should absolutely own this, <laughs> and then it arrives, I, and I'm like, I don't even like Jag. I I I can't say anything about that because I once bought the entire series of Square Pegs because Devo showed up in an episode. <laughs> wow, that is yeah. fan devotion on this album, that one right there. Yeah, um, you're a big Devo guy. Uh, who says? <laughs> um, you like? Uh, have you ever seen Human Highway, the Neil Young movie with no, Devo? No, and I need to. Yes. Oh, if you're a Devo fan, you got to get yeah. that. No, no, no. I to- I totally do. Like, okay, let let me put it this way. I am a Devo fan. I'm not a correcting people on Reddit Devo fan. Like I'm not that guy. Fair enough. <laughs> I can't I can't think of the thing that I would correct people on in in uh, in Reddit. Simpsons maybe the first 10 years possibly. But mm-hmm. like what what would be what would be your subject of interest if you had to like tend garden and and call be- and and well actually people on Reddit? Oh, that is a good question. Because I think I think mine would be Simpsons. I think it would be like the first ten, um, yeah, uh, uh, the first ten seasons. I think like when you're talking like Conan O'Brien and just before before them, some of the Dana Gould, but like mainly sort of like the Conan O'Brien, like the yeah. the, the nice meaty years. I suppose maybe like um, like Python's Flying Circus, beautiful. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But even that. There's people who take it to like the next level. Oh like, yeah! Actually, this prop was only used in this one scene, and then sh- <laughs> it's like, ah, oh. yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh huh. All already, I can hear you. Well, actually, actually, <laughs> this was done. Yeah, no, it's just some people take it. I think for uh-huh. me, I kind of, I like to ha- have some mystery about things I enjoy. I don't like to know everything. 
<sighs> yeah, I think. You know what I mean? Did, did you grow up like with internet in the house? Did we you? Got, we got internet comparatively late too. So a lot of I think we got it when I was twelve. So that would have okay. been about two thousand. I guess okay. we got internet. Okay. Um, and we just had we only had the faintest glimmer of the horror it would become. Uh, right. It was just something to look up stuff for school projects, you know, you know, where, I, how is pasta made? That sort of thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> I um, am. I am so glad that during my adolescence, we did not have the thing called the internet in the house because oh, if yeah. we did, I would be a, all the things I loved in suffering asshole about them, probably no one would go, don't mention music around Todd. Do not mention music around that. And I would be dehydrated from all the pornography. Yeah, I would, you, that's puberty would not treat me well. Yeah. Multiple ER visits. I'm sure. Yes, that. exactly. <laughs> I'd be, I would be like the guy in, oh, is it, um, uh, Mindscape? Was that the, was that the movie? Or brainscape or something like that. It was it was a Chris it was a Christopher Walken movie oh. where where they had this sensory helmet. Oh, brainstorm, yeah. I think it was called. Brainstorm. That's yeah. it. Brainstorm. As I recall, even then a shitty movie, but the guy that took it home that needed <laughs> rehab because for for the listener, don't bother looking on canopy or anything for this movie. I'll, just I'll 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 give away the 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 turn of this. They, this guy, okay, so they have this helmet that allows you to record. It's basically a VR. It's basically VR that we have now. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you're able to record sensations. And so, like, I think it opens up on someone with, like, they hook up the head to someone else. And they, whoever is doing the thing, you feel it. Wow. Right. So he's like, he's eating cheesecake over in this one. And Christopher Walken's going, mm, like some really good mouth acting from Christopher Walken, mm, like that. And oh, I can taste, I taste cherries. So obviously, as soon as you have technology, you got to figure out how you can pornify it. So someone, uh, like one of the other not junior long, doctors, it turns out. <laughs> not long, like literally, I think, uh, page five, I think one of the, um, one of the, um, uh, junior scientists or whatever had sex in the lab and recorded the sexy bit, you know, into with himself it, or with yes, a no, with a with a woman. Is okay. like one of the assistants uh, came in. They had sex in the lab and okay. he recorded it. And it's on this like ribbon tape, like it looks like tinfoil ribbon that's about uh-huh. this thick, right? And so he, uh, the, one of the senior scientists, he's going through cataloging the ribbon tape and puts on the headset and finds this one. Go. Oh, so he takes it home for the weekend. Now, I don't know whether he did it himself or the other guy, or the other guy that recorded it did this, but he spliced the tape so that it was on a constant loop. And so because he was so overwrought by the orgasm, he couldn't reach over to shut off the machine. So it just kept looping. So he just kept orgasming and orgasming and, and like two days, like, Two days into the work week, they're like, where's Steve? And like, they can't find him. And so they finally go to this guy's house and he is just like this, like, because <laughs> he, because he's completely dehydrated. Like there's nothing left in him. And then the next scene, you couldn't write comedy like this. Well, they did. Um, the next scene is the doctor in rehab on a treadmill trying to rehabilitate himself a week later. After it's, this binge. Yeah. After this sex wow. binge of an entire like four days of just 
orgasm after orgasm after orgasm. If you look, if you were looking at likely candidates to hook up highly experimental brain technology to, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that Christopher Walken would look like the ideal candidate. <laughs> no, you know, he already looks like he's been tampered with. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rainstorm. Wow. Yes. That yeah. was the one uh, that Natalie Wood was filming, I think, before she, yeah. her untimely demise. Right. Really? Yeah, I believe. Okay. Just wanted to bring everybody down. I'm okay. Sorry. Yeah. Great. No, that's yeah. awesome, Harris. That's okay. <laughs> I can't wait. To much, I'm sorry, Tom. If there's too much levity, it just it goes against my nature. Don't don't, don't forget we're 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 comedy above the pub, all comedy all the time. I just talked about a guy coming for four days. Okay, it's fine. You know, bring up celebrity deaths. We've had three. We've had three in the comedy community alone in the past uh, four months, right? Yeah. Four, actually, if you include Betty White. Um, yeah, Betty White, Louis Anderson, Bob Saget, and, and um, Norm. Norm and, and Norm, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, did, did you know Norm? Did you? I uh, okay. He would not remember me, I'm sure. Well, certainly not now. But um, early, early on in sort of like the first leg of my career, I got to I got to meet him and I met him a few times. Like he knew me to see me back then when he was still like a Canadian touring comic. Right. And by the time he made it to the States, it was just like I, re- I do remember the excitement of him doing his first set on um, Pat Sajak. That was his network debut. Wow. Pat Sajak. I don't know if you knew this. Had a talk show. Oh, no. I didn't know Society that. let that happen. <laughs> My favorite Pat Sajak uh, piece of trivia is apparently. Oh, here he, we go. <laughs> by his own admission, he was absolutely blotto for a substantial amount of the uh, the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Which I would I would need to be blotto to host that that show and and not uh, put a gun in my mouth oh. every night. I don't know. You don't want to. You don't want to tell people. Nope. There's no tease. Okay. Really? You don't want to do that? I couldn't do that. Fuck. I understand back the, that. Back the truck full of money up to my place. I will. I, and there's a lady turning the tiles. Absolutely. Go. Just Vanna. Give her. <laughs> um. Uh. What? What would you host? Like, like my wife and I've been watching a lot of Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And I. I don't like as much as I love that show. I don't know that I'd want to host it. I'd love to host a trivia show. I uh, I, I, I love trivia. I used to. I was a oh, big no. fan when I was a uh, younger of uh, Win Benstein's Money. Yes, Do you remember that show? Yeah, yeah, kind yeah of, of like, course. Yeah, it was kind of like um, it was basically a trivia it was a quiz show. show. Quiz uh, show with uh, Jimmy Kimmel on it. Yeah, no, I, I uh, yeah, that was yeah, he was the the host. Uh, mm-hmm. I I love trivia. I love trivia. I'd love to host a trivia show. So sorry, sorry. Were you on Benstein? I was not on Benstein. Oh. <laughs> no. But uh, if it was still running, I'd love to be a contestant. Yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, there, There's moments like when I'm watching Jeopardy, I'll go, Christ, I would love to be on there. And then I just see how like how like I'm 0 for 18 in a row in double Jeopardy. I'm like, OK, I would literally have either zero or negative. Like, you know, for the for the one time that I'm able to go Led Zeppelin or whatever yeah. the fuck, you know, this is like, you feel like a genius. Right. When you're like, what, what is, is the Euphrates? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have no... I, <laughs> I feel like it, 80% of the answers are just rivers of the world. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what is the Seine? <laughs> if, you're, if you're at a loss, just go for, what is the Nile? 
How do you think he did, no. Todd, in, in the cold read of the questions? Or the oh, answers, I guess. No, no. Okay, so I would demand. I would demand I get the questions beforehand. See, that is – okay. This entire career path is riddled with fear for me. It would not the, – not the performance side of it. Uh, like not – like, you know, I, I've hosted shows. The hosting part, solid. Okay? A plus. I got that going, right? Uh, and, and I can trim this off. Right. And I do it to do it to nice length. Uh, I'll go to the gym in the interim. I'll wear some spanks. It's fine. I'll be TV ready. Right. Um, talking with these intellectual hayseeds, uh, that's about 60 40. Cause you know, you know, I'm just waiting for one of them to me to themselves as they're giving the description. It's just like, <laughs> like I'm waiting for this. So it says here that you were homeschooled. What's up, weirdo? Like it would be that. Right? <laughs> Who's the new host? Uh, do they have a, new, a permanent host yet? Not okay. I don't know if it's permanent or not, but it's the so it was Ken Jennings for a bit. Yeah, when when Amy Schneider was doing her run, right? And it is now shifted to uh, the woman who was on Big Bang Theory. She's in Mayim Bialik. That's the one. Yep. And oh, she, she's doing it. Okay, she's doing it, and I'm more impressed. First of all, I'm not impressed that she was on Big Bang Theory. That fucking sucks. But um, the uh, she's a uh, PhD in in um, in neuroscience. Yeah, she's a very accomplished lady. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so she should host it. Okay, excellent. Because I actually was <laughs> never a huge Trebek fan. I never... What? Uh, he was just so like... What? You know, he would be like... Uh, this fucking guy. What is this? <laughs> oh, no, he was always... You know, someone would miss it. He'd be like, it was Steinbeck. You guys should know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? None of you? That was Descartes. That was Rene Descartes. <laughs> you guys yes. should know that, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. It's like, get over yourself. We get um, it. You're, you're smart. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, there's a clip out there of him being so condescending to uh, the the panel of three contestants as they went through the the category they left to the end, which was sports of some sort. Yeah, and he was just as a, eh, 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 I'm sorry, it was yeah <laughs> blah, and he's just like more. So that was the gray cup. We were looking for the gray cup. It's big in Canada. Over to you again. <laughs> Next question. Mm. Joe Get over yourself, Trebek. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was he was basically Eugene Levy's uh, S um, SCTV character. Uh, <laughs> yeah, from was it Dimwits or Dimwits? I think it was. Yeah, Dimwits or something. Yeah. yeah. Which which they then brought onto SNL. Yeah, they just lifted uh, completely yeah. and yeah. <laughs> zero credit to the original right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, at least I hope they they uh they had Martin Short on as a guest while they were doing it just so he yeah. go uh Lauren this is you yeah. know I hope some I hope someone got a check from the original show. Yes. I hope, <laughs> I hope they did. Uh-huh. Have you have you been watching SNL recently? No, I've never uh I don't want to not to sound like a hipster. I mean, I um I've never really understood snl you know what i, I feel like because i feel like they have all these very funny talented people mm-hmm. and then they'll just like uh and, and and this week here's jason momoa and then they just right. like throw a person in there who doesn't yes. have any comedic training and mm-hmm. they kind of have to, it's the whole show is centered around them i think it's kind of strange you know i, I mean the, the idea with a musical act i like it's like it adds a variety i like the variety mm-hmm. show kind of format but 
I mean, it must be hard. To, <laughs> kind of, I, the writers, I mean, it must be hard to write every every oh. week for someone who has like, I mean, sometimes they get lucky and they have comedically inclined hosts. I saw some mm-hmm. stuff of, from Willem Dafoe hosting it, and apparently yes. he was absolutely incredible. Uh, he's just incredible, uh, good sport. Yes, but it must be really hard when you know you have to mm-hmm. find some way to make some Ken doll dullard look like right. a comedic <laughs> genius, right? <laughs> Tom okay. Brady. Tom Brady was the worst. Oh, yeah. The worst. Worse yeah. than Gretzky? Probably worse than Gretzky. Because Gretzky was so bad, it was funny. Okay. Right? When they mm-hmm. did that like whole Hawaiian sketch or whatever. Right. But uh, no, Tom Brady, you know, greatest quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what he'll do. He, I don't think he has a future in kind of broadcasting or TV. No. Or, I mean, everyone's talked about him being in politics. Um but yeah, he had no charisma on screen at all. Right. Yeah. He, he always kind of looks like he's watching a band video. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's always kind of has that like, that kind of. But like, <laughs> sorry, like a like a band video or like a like a like a music band well, or like uh, so, censored. <laughs> got some kind of like it's a like, band, like like a voyeur thing. I don't know. Okay, I thought it was, yeah, I, kind I, of those, I couldn't. Those like right. weird eyes and the I, thing I with his son. I couldn't decide whether, like, you had Tom Brady watching a Three Doors Down music video or a snuff film. <laughs> I and assume he loves Three Doors Down. Right? I assume he loves snuff films. So <laughs> he doesn't know. That's doesn't. my assumption. That's yeah. my. Um, I don't know what it is. I think just uh, well. First, I, I saw I saw the uh, Willem Dafoe one, which mm-hmm. was great. And you're right about the musical artist because, like, it was Katy Perry this week, so mm-hmm. she was being chased around the stage by penises. They were mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, most mushrooms don't have testicles this big chasing you around. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. And it was, I, I would say, the, the like this season has kind of reignited my love of SNL. Really. For, yeah, and it and, and it is like I I completely agree with your assessment of it of like why are why are they why are they you know throwing in these dullards to to do this? I find that very enjoyable because they are they are thrown to the wolves. They are thrown. You have to watch these and like I like it, it, for me it's like the beginning of the monologue. Like you can see it. Like and and to be fair. um, you you could see Willem Dafoe throughout that monologue go. Can I just act? Can I just? And as soon as as soon as he got into like a scripted thing, he was like, Ah, okay, now I get this. Because then it became a character. But when he was just playing himself, he felt very awkward and stilted. And I was like, Yeah, that's fucking that's fun. That's yeah. fun for me. Um, because I've always kind of I don't know about you, but I've always had a a reverence for it. Like I've always like. And and not even like the original thing. I'm just always thinking like 30 stories above the city of New York, the most populated city in North America. They're building sets. So they're bringing up in the freight elevator two by fours and shit. And just like everything needs to be made. And I mean, it's a massive production that they do every mm-hmm. week. The thing that I always wonder about is, is like, what, like, are they reusing costumes or something? Because they'll have they one have sketch to. where it's yes. like everyone is in full medieval garb. It's mm. like it's a three minute sketch, and then you never see yes. those costumes ever again. I'm like, are they just like throwing out like yes. tons <laughs> of styrofoam and latex yeah. every week? Like, uh-huh. I always wonder. Like, is the dumpster just like stuffed full of like gi- <laughs> giant bear costumes and things uh-huh. like that? I right. mean, it's uh, it's really an unbelievable production. Uh-huh. It's it's mm-hmm. so much work. I mean, it, that that's what I always find the most. Incredible part. It's just like mm-hmm. look at those costumes; they're incredible. 
and you never see him again. I, 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 I then picture on a Sunday morning two New York City cops in a cruiser, you know, having their morning coffee, seeing if they yeah. won with the little lot, lot, you know, the, the deck of card thing on the bottom of the cup. Yeah. And then this homeless guy is pushing a cart dressed up like the candle from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And is like, Oh yeah, it's Sunday morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's warm. What do you want? <laughs> Someone found the dumpster. Uh, <laughs> I mean, would I, would I, uh, would I shoot my neighbor's dog to be on it? Probably. It's, sure it's it's comedy royalty right uh, yes yeah. i'm just kidding i wouldn't do that <laughs> that's one <laughs> side of, of sketches get it like there's always like the last minute cut of something yes right? mm-hmm. and yeah i never considered the person who created the costume or built the mm-hmm. set oh for fuck yep yep <laughs> i guess they're paid by the hour so Sure. <laughs> yeah. I assume. So, so, really that's, so there, there really wasn't ever like these all night writing sessions. It was really just like, got to run the clock. Got to get this up. Yeah. Um, I, uh, it, it's, it's, it's funny that, that when, when you're right, like, like it is a production and it, and it is something like that. But my favorite thing as well is like when a sketch with all great intentions, right? For whatever reason, like an early on sketch, like a before midnight sketch tanks. And I'll just turn to my wife and go, oh, is it quarter to one already? And she's like, what do you mean? She's going, oh, it sucked. That's it. And then like, like it, it's funny, like, you know, you get to play like armchair quarterback where you go, oh, I would have moved that one up front and moved that one out and gotten rid of that entirely. And, you know, make Colin Jost more racist, you know, things like that. Um, just tweaking, tweaking. Just little tweaks, just little. Tweaks. Yes, make sure when you show up to SNL, when you when you've got uh, an audience with uh, with with uh, Lauren, you, you give notes. Make sure, <laughs> always do that. Oh yeah, I'm sure you just. I, I just do. use I use my entire audition time just as yes. <laughs> Comedically, this works because I'm sure he, he needs to he needs to hear from some low level hack about yeah. What to yeah. do with the glittering jewel of American comedy? <laughs> <laughs> We've got another Larry David. Oh, what? Uh, what are you? What are you watching that you enjoy? What are you watching these days? It's certainly, we've had two years to figure uh, you know what we enjoy and don't like. So, well, it's funny because um, you mentioned Larry David, and I got into Curb over over Curb Your Enthusiasm over the pandemic, which I'd never watched, mm-hmm. and. Um, I actually one the only thing I regret about doing comedy is I, I don't watch as much comedy anymore. I think it's just mm-hmm. because you know it becomes a pursuit. You're you're hanging around comics all the time. It's just not yeah. really the, the escapism it once was. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I I absolutely uh, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I have to. I can only I can I can watch maximum three episodes in a row, and then mm-hmm. I have to turn it off because my chest starts my heart starts right. beating too fast. <laughs> because of the amount of anxiety in the universe and everything, but it's just genius uh, on an on a narrative you... level. I'm like, how did he think that up? How did it, how did he wrap mm-hmm. up everything at the end like that? And how did he have that in his head? Like, oh, well, the guy from the bakery will show up at the end, and then he'll right. be. Uh, I mean, as someone who's kind of been trying to pivot in the last few years to writing narrative mm-hmm. stuff, um, that that always uh, leaves me in awe. Yeah, that he can do that. That's just in his head. I uh, I am with you, and like like I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm trying to like do the exact same thing of like going to narrative writing and you know screenplay. I'm in screenplay contests and short story contests and, and the oh, whole. Good bit. for you. And uh, 
I find out, actually, I think next week, by the time this drops, a couple of days later, I find out if I, where I placed in, uh, in the finals of a, of a, of a short screenplay, uh, oh. contest. Well, I'm wrote, playing for you, man. That's great. Thanks, man. I, uh, I wrote a, a five page screenplay about the North Pole. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wrote a Santa caper. Santa caper. Yep. Hey, people, uh, they love Christmas stuff. Um, big th- business. Exactly. And and everyone loves five pages. Five pages. It's perfect length. Five for pages. A... Perfect length. <laughs> <laughs> like we haven't even got time to get elf ears on everyone for five pages. Like it's just nothing. Um, they really they fucked you with this contest because like you you go through a series of heats to get to the final, and they would give you at every step of the way they would give you a um a genre, um a setting and a object Mm -hmm. right so it could be like action adventure a bakery uh and a swizzle stick Hmm. right and you have to you have to incorporate all those things into it right Mm -hmm. um and so they you're used to that kind of all the way along and then you know for the finals like here we go this is the thing and they gave us the um uh they gave us the uh object they gave us the um uh, what did they do? They gave, us, they gave us the object, and then the, the genre was wide open. The genre was wide open, so they anchored the other two. I can't even remember what it was, but the, the they said, you can do whatever you want. I was like, I don't know about you, but as soon as, as someone says, do whatever you want, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I feel the <laughs> same way. Don't give me choice. Yeah, it's good to have some kind of parameters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> here's here's a question for you. How do you, how do you uh, start breaking down story? When you're, when, when you're starting to write, um, I, I'll, I'll give you a second to, to, to articulate it. But the, for me, it has always been, and and it it happened in this contest and it happens basically with everything that I try and write in terms of narrative stories. I need to have a scene in my head that I would want to see. Like I need to see like something like, oh, it would be cool if this happened in it. And then I, I, once I have that, I go, okay, so how do I work backwards from that? Like, as soon as I see, like, they give you the rules of, like, you know, romance, a castle, and a plunger. You're like, okay, so uh, how does this plunger fit into things? Okay, what if it's stuck on his head or something? It's like, okay, that would be cool. And then how do I work back? As you can see, I'm a fucking romantic devil. Um, But, yeah, like, like, I need to have that. And then I find, like, as soon as I have that scene, other things kind of, come along and then the thread is formed mm. that way like i can't really i can't sit down and go ooh i think it needs to be this i i i find myself working backwards all the time like what's what's your process well i'm really just i'm really a baby at it uh because i only started i mean i i, I wrote a novella over the pandemic which i'd never congratulations. done congratulations oh thanks uh I, i'm trying to get it published but it's not Probably, probably I'd need to sit on it and do another draft. <laughs> maybe, maybe revisit, maybe revisit it in a few years. But I just, I tried right. that. I, st- I started working on another one. I wrote a play with my friend Lauren. So I'm, but that's all over the last two years. So I'm still f- figuring it out because stand up kind of consumed my life mm-hmm. up to that point. Right. Um, for me, it's kind of uh, just having an idea like what if, mm-hmm. uh, which I think I probably get from being a big Stephen King fan. But I find Stephen right. King a lot of his best stuff is. Uh, just like it begins with a really intriguing question like what if mm-hmm. you know someone moved to a town and it was secretly full of vampires or something right 
Mm-hmm. Or what if someone could start a fire with their mind? Stuff like that. Right. What if someone broke out of prison? You know, weird stuff. You know, <laughs> just no stuff is way out there. What if there was a really big dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Clifford? No, no, you don't understand. <laughs> this yeah. dog's angry. So I want to see Clifford. Stephen King's Clifford. That would be yes. quite something. <laughs> you can see it. Yeah. You know, it As the policeman's spine shattered and <laughs> bone no. went flying. He so you went, Maine or something. You went, the, you went that angle. I had yeah. Clifford in the sewers and destroying the land as he ran through <laughs> it. Just like you just see this buckling t- uh, asphalt, you know, and cars flying everywhere. It's like, oh, no, Clifford found the sewer system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one the one that I, I need to see. First of all, I have I just realized the other day I hadn't seen the second part of the new it. OK, yeah, yeah uh, you're OK. Okay. All right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're all right. <laughs> Harris just delivered that like, good for you. Keep it that way. I wish I wish I had done that. Yeah, was um, um, I do want to see 1120 or I want to read 112263. Uh, yeah, I've read that. I actually have it on yeah? my shelf behind me. Um, it's, it's really impressive. It's, I think it's one of his mm-hmm. longest books. Right. It's that's really, what frightens me. Well, that's what frightens you. That's a yeah. Is that the page count? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, no, it's really it's really good though. It's one of his uh-huh. most romantic uh, stories. Oddly enough, what? there's real warmth to it. Like it's it's basically a love story. I would say. Right. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> I want to shoot Lee Harvey Oswald in the face. Me too, sweetheart. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they hold hands while they do it. It's really nice. Yeah. It's. <laughs> They blast Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> I, uh, please tell me the way that ends is, is he like he goes into the book repository and Lee Harvey Oswald's not there and he's like what? And then he just yeah. sees like a guy with CIA tucked into the brim of his fedora. <laughs> Basically, he looks for him. He's like, where is this guy? And he see, looks out and he sees Ted Cruz's dad on a grassy yes. knoll. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, they're not yeah. going to believe this when I get back. Yeah. The book just ends with them saying, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's not one of his best endings. But... No, no. The buildup is great, you know. The buildup is it's a, it's yeah. an 800-page buildup. So yeah. you've got to be kidding yes. me. Did yeah. I mention I'm unpublished? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> with ideas like this, how can I... Yes. Yes. Waiting what for if... the world to discover me. <laughs> right. I think I think any story you know is gonna be a winner if if the plot line is what if Donald Trump uh, was right about this? What if he was right? What if he was right about this one thing? <laughs> this one thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think most books could end with you gotta be kidding me. If just someone yes. said that at the end of the book, yeah, it fits. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it. I think you're right. Uh, mein Kampf, <laughs> the Bible. I think all of these. The Bible, especially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is like really. <laughs> you're you're pro life, but you flooded the whole planet. You got to yeah. be kidding Come me! Come on, Jesus. Yeah. Like this, the New Testament is a very hastily written sequel. Like, okay, how do I undo this? It was like, like, what if the, the first, bad guy from the first book was the good yes. guy in the second book? It's yeah. like the Terminator Two of uh, mm-hmm. books. the The difference is like 
reading the graphic novel of The Watchmen <laughs> and watching the movie The Watchmen. It is, it, it is, that's Old and New Testament. It's like, yeah, yeah. We, okay, we got to have Rorschach dolls for the kids. Go. <laughs> How do we make them lovable? Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Darcy, I broke Harris. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, I, I still love that idea of Ted Cruz standing down on the grassy knoll. Ted Cruz is there. He's just a child. He's in a, he's in a carrier. Yes. His dad yes, has him exactly. strapped to his chest. <laughs> Got him. holding a Carcano rifle. Right. <laughs> he's, he has little earmuffs on him to protect the kids. He's here. got him in a baby yeah, right. Bjorn, just like, oh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> Uh, perfect hey, look at alibi. That, that, that guy, that my dad's sh- killing democracy, just like <laughs> I'm going to try in a few years. You know. Uh, um, oh my god! How? Uh, uh, okay, let's get away from politics. Um, hey, you have an album. <laughs> we have to talk about that. Yeah, it's an EP. Uh, yeah, it's an EP. Song oh, why EP. the fuck are you here, Harris? Jesus Christ! I wanted a full. Oh yeah. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> you know, I take in. your great novel ideas and go home. Oh, you are home. Okay, never mind. Forget that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, what? it's a five-song EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my uh, my first album had three songs on it, and uh, right. stand, rest was stand up and. I was like, um, they were, it was probably the best received part of the first album. So I was like, well, okay. why don't I just do that? That seems to make sense. Cool. So I pitched it to the the uh, the label, Six Hundred Four Records, mm-hmm. and they said mm-hmm. yes. And uh, yes. Um, when did we start, we started in like July, I think, of okay. last year, and here we are. It just came nice. out last month. So, uh, so first of all, one of the things I love about moving this thing to Zoom is I now get to talk to people wherever they are in the world, and the amount of 604 records people that I've been getting is fantastic. Um, yeah. Re- really happy with uh, with that. Not you specifically, Harris, but mostly uh, everything's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the most part, people who deserve the exposure are getting it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> present company that's why, accepted it's that's why you're here, that's yeah, why you're here. um the uh um i because i remember off of your first time i remember exactly that it's like the the songs were uh the songs being in there it's like oh yeah these are i i wondered sort of like where you found where so it's obviously i think you're finding more joy in like kind of the musical end of the comedy or uh it's i mean it's more just i i, I love i love music when I was a teenager, I wanted to be a serious like singer, or songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, something obviously went terribly wrong. <laughs> uh, so what I have now is kind of a, a monkey's paw version of the, right. the teenage fantasies I, I had of, mm-hmm. of being, making music. Uh, but no, I, I I like the making music. I enjoy the process of making music a, a lot. I mean, and um, gotta gotta give it to the label. They they furnish you with a lot of resources. Uh, most principally, uh, Kevy, the producer of the record. Who, right. This is basically. I basically. This is basically a, a collaboration between me and Kevy. If people don't know him, he's a. He's a. He's won like three Junos, I think, for producing yeah. comedy albums, mm-hmm. and uh, he's also a, a composer and uh, a musician in his own right. He's the frontman for the band uh, Fake Shark. And and until he got really fucking busy, he had one of the best Twitter accounts to follow ever. He's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely funny. Yeah, he's one of the busiest men I know, for yeah. sure. So how so take us through the creation of this album, because obviously you're doing this, you know, during the time of COVID. 
Mm. Um, what's it like putting putting this thing together? Where did you record it? How did you uh, like walk us through? Well, things were kind of quieting down with COVID. I mean, I, I, I'd been on Vancouver Island for most of the pandemic. And I came back and um, I said, and Kevy wanted to get to work right away, which I thought was fantastic. So mm-hmm. we just headed to the studio and started cobbling it together. It would usually start with me on acoustic guitar, uh, just mm-hmm. playing the songs with a click track, which is a, a digital drum track. So got someone can play drums to it later. Right. I think we prepped... Originally, we were going to do an album, but um, for whatever reason, the, the label decided that an EP was better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd pl- I'd pl- I had enough material for a full album, but we just decided on the EP. Nice. Um, and um, that was it. I mean, it's it was a, a good learning experience because you learn how much um, work it takes to actually make music to begin with. We kind of mm-hmm. take it for granted. Oh, it's coming out of our speakers and... Uh, but it's, you know, I mean, on, just on a technical level, the amount of mastering mm-hmm. you have to do and getting all the levels right and getting it engineered properly. I had a great engineer uh, do mm-hmm. this one, uh, Pedro, who worked at Sexo 4, and he's mm-hmm. awesome. And um, so, but it was a really enjoyable experience. It was kind of, we worked as fast as we could and around Kevy's schedule. And um, yeah, the rest is, it was, it was fun. It was, it was okay. hard work, but it was fun. I do it so again what, in a heartbeat. When um, when you are putting together a song, like mm-hmm. saying this in the same way that you kind of uh, like look at how you break down stories, like how, where do you start? Do you start with the music first and then the lyrics, or do you have like a, an idea lyrically of something and then you think, well, what would fit that? Or like how how do you, how do you mesh this? Uh, I have to have an idea first of what would be a funny song, and then the lyrics usually come first. Uh, and then the music is kind of just kind of finding the right accompaniment to it. Um, it's, it's different from regular music because in comedy music, at least the kind of, the kind of comedy music I do, the lyrics mm-hmm. have to be intelligible and right. uh, you can't do like a Louie Louie and just yeah, right <laughs> because that's where the, the, that's, that's where the, that's where the joke is. Right. So mm-hmm. that's challenging and the lyrics have to make sense and obviously, mm-hmm. and I try. I mean, I think there's a lot of lazy comedy music out there where people just kind Mm -hmm. of just it's like take that Bo Burnham. (laughs) No, no, not against (laughs) Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham is great. But uh, I didn't want to do anything just like scatological and infantile. So Mm -hmm. I I wanted to try to usually the the basic premise of a song is it starts out fairly straight and then becomes more and more horrifying as it goes on until beauty the the person's revealed is totally deranged by the end of the song. That's how it usually Sweet. happens. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that uh, how would you say that that relates to your stand up? Do you do you have a dividing line in your head of like, oh, this is going to be the music? Like, do you have like, do you ever come up with like a joke premise and go, ah, oh, that's the music side as opposed to the stand up side? Not really. No. I mean, my stand, my I do have a hard time blending them because so much of the music stuff is um, it's 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 more. I'm kind of the butt of the joke where my mm-hmm. stand up, I kind of try to be more outward facing. I like to kind of mm-hmm. be kind of someone, my persona and stand up, I kind of like to try to be looking out and finding things that I think are funny. Whereas opposed to music, it's usually about, uh, it's usually pretty self deprecating or usually mm-hmm. makes some false claim about myself. That's exaggerated. Right. Yeah. So 
have you have you put this out in front of people yet? Like, have you like done done these these songs at shows and stuff, or is this strictly in studio? <clears throat> yeah, no. Some of them are. I think most of them are. I think the oldest song is about four or five years old on it. So it's songs oh, cool. that I've been doing at bar shows or things like that for a while. The the Joe Rogan the single was the most recent song. Mm. Um, actually, didn't even think about putting that on the album. I think I wrote it in July. And then mm-hmm. I played it for Kevy and asked what he thought. And he said, and he really liked it. So we went right. with that. And then, you know, Joe Rogan was in the news a lot and continues to be. So why is that? <laughs> what's, he doing? <laughs> what's, he, what's he up to? <laughs> yeah. Are yeah, they doing so- a Spin City reboot? Spin City, yeah. Oh yeah, was it news radio he was on? Or news radio, that's news radio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's news radio. I always get those two fucking mixed up, and yeah. I never land the joke right. It never. It... <laughs> you, gotta get, you gotta get the I news never... radio references down. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. He, so thankful. Thankfully, he. Had, I was worried. <laughs> I was like, he might be out of the news by the time this comes out. But oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think this. I. I don't think so. Yeah. Um. It, well, that's I, I I find that so cool that you're able to 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 do that. And here's a question for you because this happens to me all the time. Have you ever come up with a tune like my mind does this all the time? Where like I'll just like sing something to the dog. It's time to go for your walk, and then my mind will just go ahead and make a song around that, or like just a loop. Um, and sometimes I will hit a loop, and uh, I actually hate the song. And can't get it out of my head. And it's just this loop of dee 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 And I just, I fucking hate this thing. But, uh, you know, I'm going about my day just completely surrounded by these crows circling around my head mm-hmm. going dee 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 Like, <laughs> uh, so, so do you have this like, issue? Or? With some of, the, some of the serious music I've written, I find that where I'm like, well, that's actually quite catchy. But some of the music, a lot of the comedic music is purposefully either hokey or right. trying to be overly... Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to be almost a satire of whatever mm-hmm. type of song it's going for. So right. mercifully, I don't have that problem. I actually get I actually got <laughs> mixing and stuff, mixing a comedy song that you're singing on where you're going like, ah. <laughs> it's actually a special kind of torture. I got to say, uh-huh. so like, well, what am I doing? <laughs> 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 yeah, this is not it's serious. Um, I think that's a treat for the engineers and stuff because they usually are mixing legitimate pop and rock acts and like mm-hmm. people doing really sincere stuff. And then they're like, oh, there, there's this idiot, you know, yeah. <laughs> caterwaul- <laughs> caterwauling in a studio. <laughs> yeah. My penis wears a hat. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's like, oh, a holiday with a dunce. This is perfect. <laughs> is that one of the songs? Holiday with a dunce. It didn't quite make the record, no. Yeah, because already I'm thinking, fuck, that would be a great song. Holiday like, with a dunce, if, yeah. if we're talking about shitty Stephen King plot lines, <laughs> that would be a fucking fantastic song. Like, 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 um, I I picture it as a Holiday in the Sun, Sex Pistols kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a holiday with a dunce. <laughs> I got. <laughs> <laughs> He's you licking all of the storefronts. Yeah. Sad. There we go. Beautiful. Yeah, there you go. You know what? Write that down. I'm you gonna know, write just that give, down right just now. Give me, Holiday with just, a dunce. Holiday with a dunce. Just you know what? Give me a just give me a writing credit at the end. with special <laughs> oh, yeah. thanks too. Just just drop that in there. It's fine. You know, I, don't, I don't need royalties or anything like that. It's, okay. It's, <laughs> there won't be any. But. Yeah. I would I would like special thanks if you could make sure you stick to that <laughs> yeah. exact phrasing. Special thanks too. Yeah. 
Tov and Alan, all at Comedy Above the Pub, if you could just add that in as well, because we'll sure. get you know, a little, a little, <laughs> yeah. some eyes on that. Uh, Darcy witnessed it as well. Maybe you could throw his name in there, throw him a bone. Yeah. You know, that yeah. would, that Witnessed nice. by. You don't see Witnessed that by. credit on a lot of songs. <laughs> Witnessed by. Witnessed also by. Also there. Also like, there. Yeah, I feel like you've got a lot of Yoko Ono recordings. Sure. <laughs> Witness. Have you, have you seen that? Have you seen that thing? What thing? The new Beatles thing? The new Beatles thing, yeah. I have not. I started watching it, but it's like, it's, is it like six hours or something? I don't know. I'm I not a super, I mean, I, lo- I love the Beatles. I mean, who, do- mm-hmm. who doesn't like at least one Beatles song? But I mean, it, it was very, <laughs> um, I mean, they're just like talking and like, Mm-hmm. ordering you know people are bringing them pints and things like that right this isn't really uh, uh yeah you know hey. i'm not an obs- i feel like it's for obsessives people like completists and uh i love the beatles but uh, i'm not on that level right to, uh, um i was i was hoping because it was in the hands of peter jackson there'd be a lot of cgi yeah but. when they cgi the giant uh lidless I wreathed in flame just watching yes. them as they as they work out obla di obla da. I was like Right. <laughs> I thought that was a bit strange. That was an odd choice. Um right. no, I I, I I watched a documentary recently called The Sparks Brothers. Have you heard that? Oh shit. I want to watch that one. Yeah, yes. That is really good. Because here's so here's the here's the thing. I don't know what your exposure is to the band Sparks. Darcy, uh, do you know the band Sparks? Okay, so my only exposure to Sparks, because they never made radio up here, never, yeah. like never in their lives. They were very much an L.A. thing, kind of like going, go, boing, go, and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? And Sparks would show up on Solid Gold, which I would watch religiously every Saturday, because when I was a kid, we got four channels, might as well watch something, might as well yeah. be music. Uh, I like cele- uh, celebrity uh, songwriters lip-syncing their own stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing is like when the song faded at the end and they just went Min, like that. <laughs> um, but Sparks would show up and, they, and like they'd be very happy about it. It's like tonight yeah. uh, we have, you know, the Bee Gees, uh, Juice Newton and Sparks. And, yeah. and here's your host, Marilyn McCoo. And uh, Sparks would show up and they would they would rock the place. And uh, I and I go. I like these guys. I have no idea why they're there. Like they had zero relevance in my life. But I'm like, oh shit! Like, yeah, they had good stuff. It was it was it was like keyboardy, new wavy type stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just so strange, uh, mm-hmm. but in a really um, a way that made you um, want to be friends with them. Almost <laughs> it just seems so strange. They were so <laughs> odd, but not in a. Uh, sinister kind of way you know they were just yeah fun They're anyways t- people people like the if you like sparks you should check out the documentary it's really good uh-huh yeah. i will throw one your way all right uh dig 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 it is a store it's a documentary that follows two bands um uh, that are friends with each other um one being the brian jonestown massacre uh and the uh the other one is the dandy warhols Kevy recommended that to me. Yes. It's phenomenal because halfway through, you see them realize that they both want what the other band has. Oh, really? It's amazing. It is amazing. Oh, I really yeah. like the Danny Warhols. I got in, I listened to a lot of them over the mm-hmm. pandemic. They're great. Beauty band. Yeah. Beauty band. Oh, I will check uh, that out. That's two recommendations yes. now. I must check that out. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I, oh, what was it? I was doing dishes one night and, uh, uh, my wife and I, we have this, this deal. She makes the dinner cause she's good mm-hmm. at it. And then I will clean up and we we're having like a fantastic meal. So we had like kind of cocktails beforehand, wine after, you know, wine during the meal and stuff like that. And she had gone to town. And when she does that, I take one saucepan and I hide it under the bed. So I know there's at least one pot that I don't need to clean because she goes <laughs> crazy. <laughs> So, uh, I, uh, what she'll do is she'll just like, okay, I'm exhausted from cooking dinner. She'll, you know, watch TV on the couch and I'll just put on the old music uh, head, headphones and just put the, the old, literally, I have an iPod and I put it on shuffle because it's got like all my uh, old music. And the other night, Boys Better by Dandy Warhols kicked in and I listened to that thing on a fucking loop while I was scouring pots. It was just like, an hour. I'm like, din, 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 din. fucking love it. Do you do you have a song that you could just listen to on a loop over and over? Man, there's so many good ones. There's I mean, outside of song, your own, outside of my own. Yeah, I mean, I've just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> there's this guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge Sloan fan. Uh, oh, beauty. I absolutely adore Sloan. Mm-hmm. I've listened to uh, the rest of my life a fair amount of times right. on repeat, or the good in everyone. And yes. it's it's so it's so short. I think it's like two minutes and yes. four seconds. Yeah. I can listen to that mm-hmm. a, a fair amount. I just uh, love those guys. Greed, um, uh, Darcy. What uh, jazz saxophonist do you have on a repeat loop? <laughs> <laughs> it's not jazz. It's that. Um... That What's your tempo? One eight seven seven cars for kids. <laughs> Love that track. Yeah. Uh, what do you honestly like? What's What's the last song you listen to on repeat? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I always throw to you? I guess that's my problem. I guess yeah, this like is I, really I got nothing a me problem. That I want to share. <laughs> Oh, why? What do you, t- <laughs> what do you listen okay. to? I'm trying to listen think of to the track from that. porno. What? Blue, Blue Diamonds um, by The Long Winters. John Rutter. Okay. I, I know none of these. People. That is a, a song I've had on a loop for a long time. Okay. What was, what's the name of the the band? Uh, the Long Winters. The Long John Winters. John Roderick. The uh, Bean Dad. Been following that on Twitter. What? Oh, that's him? Yeah. Oh fuck! What an asshole! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, Darcy, you're you're putting on repeat a really horrible person. That, that Holy might be, shit! Uh, overblown. <laughs> for, for for Harris and, and the listener who doesn't know, uh, Bean Dad got famous because uh, the lesson he wanted to teach his uh, kids was uh, starvation. <laughs> That's what he wanted to teach his kids. If my kid was hungry, I'd point them to the cupboard and go, go open up a can. They're four. They're four. They can't open a. Say mischaracterization. Yeah, mischaracterization. <laughs> On a comedy podcast, Darcy? How dare you? How dare you? <sighs> but the poor guy, that is that has been actually turned around. Like, you know, they sent Child Protective Services to his house. What? On that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like he, it, it, Did they? Yeah. He's no longer on social media. Oh, for he'll be fine. Sakes. He's got so many fans out there. Oh, sure. Yeah, his his Patreon is is way better than ours. <laughs> yes, 
Darcy, it would not take much. <laughs> it would not. <laughs> yeah, right. The only thing that is common between his Patreon and our Patreon is that you've contributed to both, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually have, I can see it. I can see it right up there. See, right up there, that little circle. That means we got Patreon content now. Yes, we do. All uh, right. Build it hey, and they Harris. will come. Yes. Hey, Harris. Yeah. What's the name of your EP so that uh, people can see this? You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Just me doing it. What? With a cartoon bubble. me over it. With a thought bubble that just says, <laughs> Beam Dad. <laughs> Uh, the the EP is called uh, "Songs No One Asked For." Beautiful, yeah, I like that. I'm very proud of it, and Kevy's very proud of it, and we're both proud mm-hmm. of it. Right now, is it is it widely available at this point? I ha- I did not get a a, a a copy to listen to yet. So, is it where where do people find this right now? Yeah, yeah, Spotify, iTunes, basically okay, wherever you listen to your music. Yeah, it's I am, yeah, it's I am, out now. I'm, I'm going to listen to it this evening. I look oh, forward to this. Oh, it's uh, it's very brief. So okay. if, if you're not into it, <laughs> it's brief. That's the yeah. best part. It's, <laughs> it's like, like old, you, you can always re-listen to it. Yes, exactly. It's like that's gonna be my new voice better. Um <laughs> Hey, it's like an open mic. Hey, if you don't like this guy, just wait four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like SNL. It's like you just wait for the sketch to be over and then you yeah. go to the next one. You or go. you know how jokes work. Jesus Christ, what fucking more metaphors do we need to throw at this? Um, Harris, thank you for being here. Well, thank you guys for having me. I've yeah. had an absolute blast. It's been so nice uh, talking to you. It's uh it, it, I, I know this this isn't the same as being in a studio or whatever, but you know, it's it's convenient and with COVID and stuff, we don't need to worry yeah. about this. And and by the way, you're in Vancouver. This wouldn't have happened otherwise. So thank you for, for taking time out. Um, hang tight for a bit because we'll just, uh, we'll do the intro and then we'll do the, um, uh, the picture so we get all that. And, and yeah, of course. No problem. And then we'll, and we'll say, say goodbye like normal, proper human beings. Um, uh, where do people find you online if they want to, uh, track down your EP and your, uh, your show dates? Um, yeah. Instagram is, uh, the Harris Anderson. Mm-hmm. And uh, my Twitter is at Hullo Harris, H-U-L-L-O Harris. Oh, beauty. Sweet. You can find Darcy at Ted Cruz's dad shot the president. Um, <laughs> what's your, Where do people find you, Darcy? Uh, more specifically, they find pictures of my cat at Monty yes. and Darcy on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely stuff there. If you like cats and Darcy's and Darcy's head kind of going. Sometimes. Yeah accidentally get in there yes yeah uh <laughs> how's your dog doing todd you have a, a black lab right that would be a uh, really nice dog chocolate lab chocolate lab chocolate and he lab. is doing he is doing swell dark chocolate oh, lab. Dark yes dog. dark chocolate lab uh ernie uh is doing great ernie, that's it. uh awesome. he let me see if i've got a recent photo that i can show you um he has uh, uh he got into something last night so he had um uh, a really not at all pleasant uh, case of the whatever I had to pick up after him. Oh. Um, here he is. Here he is. Look at this guy. Look at that. Look at this Aww. idiot. What Look a guy. That idiot. Huh? <laughs> what a cutie. Does he have his own Instagram? He does not. 
It is not. I got a, You're afraid you'd get uh, more followers than you, right? That you're just afraid uh, no, to go up again. <laughs> no, I got. You would not believe the flack I got uh, when it was found out in this house that my cat had one. <laughs> okay. Are you the cat has an Instagram account? Well, yes, sweetheart. No. Okay. All right. That's my cat has two. Of course he does. You... <laughs> my wife has yes. one really devoted to the cat. Okay, and yours is just like he's a cursory character to your life. No, he's still the main character. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he gets top billing. It's Monty yeah. and Darcy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't do as much work with it. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of not doing much work with it, Harris is looking like, does this fucking ever end? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you no. guys are probably the only people I'll talk to all day, so this is... <laughs> oh, good. Uh, okay. Please keep it going. <laughs> Let's kick back. You, you like sports? Let's talk sports. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to do something you can't do in broadcasting. Is anyone watching the Super Bowl? Not the big game. The Super Bowl? Send your lawyers. I fucking dare you. Send them. Um, All right. Uh, Harris, thank you so much. Darcy, thank you. Let's roll this out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can follow me personally at HeyIt'sDVA on all the socials. You can follow this very podcast at CATV Podcast. The right folks, Cat P. Uh, when you are listening to this on whatever platform you're doing it, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're doing, uh, you know the drill. Where it comes to the rating section, just slide over there. Five stars, talk shit about us in the commentary. Five stars, talk shit about us in the commentary. You know, I think you got a lot to go with. You could go with, hey, forget Ted Cruz's dad. I think Todd shot Kennedy. That's good. You could go with that. Uh, write em up shows are coming up both in person and virtual. The next virtual show is coming up Friday, March the 11th, uh, at Unknown Comedy Club once again, uh, where five comics are going to come to your screens in this case, tell you jokes while I've got a team of writers writing roast jokes about everything that comic does. And then I dismiss the comic and I read those roast jokes to the audience through this camera verbatim, providing anonymity and emotional distance for the writers. It's the funnest show on the globe. Harris, if you have any interest in doing that, I would love to have you on. I would love to do it. Okay. Done. Okay. We will, uh, I will, I will, I will hook you up and get you up for this. Cause I would love to see some, some more Vancouver people, uh, up and on this, uh, as well. Uh, the live show is coming into Toronto at comedy bar on Bloor street West, uh, 7 PM. Saturday, March the 26th. Same format applies. Five comics, three writers, lots of roasts, tons of fun. Fun of showing the globe. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Harris, the no longer erstwhile Darcy, and myself, when you listen to Cat Pee, you're in for a good time. Jimmy and Bobby, you are always the podcasts. Lately, lately, I find I rush. Can't piece together the sun and the sky of the 